Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio. Did Joseph have to go through that trouble before he got... He didn't have to. Was it God's plan that his, that his siblings should act mean and ugly to him? No, it wasn't God's plan. Yes, God still worked out his will despite the things that were worked against him. But that wasn't God's best way of him getting there. God could have taken him there some other route. You know, it's just like when you're using some of these GPS systems and you miss your turn and it says recalibrating, redirecting. You know, God is a master at, you don't, you can't beat him there. No matter how, look, Adam messed up. He wrecked everything. He ruined everything. Then God did recalibrating and he brought another plan, the master plan. In actual fact, he knew ahead of time what was going to happen anyway. And the Bible says Jesus is the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. Welcome to Realm of Faith Radio with Reverend Talks and Dr. Akuna Dejuwong. This month, we begin the series on seven most important things about walking in love. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. Seven most important things about walking in love. Part 1, Episode 4. Now, in James, James also referred to this in James chapter 2. You know, we haven't majored on this love law like we should. We haven't taught about walking in love like we should in the church world. This We haven't majored on it. And if this is the most potent characteristic of God, then perhaps we ought to do more studying about it. Perhaps we ought to do more teaching about it. Perhaps we even ought to do more thinking about it. You know, there, there are issues, for instance, in the country about uh, some people from from um, one one tribe, some people from another tribe, and those issues. Listen, the church is the answer. The church is the answer. And what's interesting about this love is that the unbeliever doesn't have it. The unbeliever doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. He may have filio. He may have eros. He may have storge. But agape, incidentally, canonfera, the Greek scholar, he brought out something that in the classical Greek text, that the word agape never existed until Jesus used it. Suggesting that it was a, it perhaps was a coinage of Jesus, that there was no such word, that there was that kind of love was unknown to humanity until Jesus came. It's born of divine revelation. It's a different kind of love, a different kind of love. Amen. It's God's own kind of love. Eros. And Eros has its place in a marriage relationship. Certainly, the sexual attraction between a man and his spouse, or a woman and a husband. Great, it has its place. You know, Storge, you're fond of something. You know, that kind of fondness. You know, I love ice cream. I love uh, car racing. I love, oh, I'm fond of this cat. I'm fond of this dog. It may have its place. Filio, like a, a family thing, you know, my brother, my a brotherly affection kind of thing that will exist between siblings, you know. Umamadu, now my brother, man, no man, you know. Yeah, there may be a place for that. You just, you know, ah, family, you know, someone who's from your place. Uh, now my brother, you know, you go for the job interview. You notice know, man is from your village, and after you greet him, you just greet him in your dialect, you know. For some people, it's the game changer. For some people, it's the reason you won't get the job. Even if you were going to get it before. So they'll say, hey. So because you are from my town, you, are now, you even have the F1 tree. When the man just responds, and he responds in English, you know you have overstepped. You know that Yahweh don't gas. <laughs> and the man just stays professional. He's telling you don't go there. 
I beg, stop it. Amen. But you see, this other love is different. It's exactly what God himself is. It's what God himself is. Now in James chapter 2, from verse 8 to 13, the Bible says, if you fulfill the royal law, notice it's called the royal law. It's the principle that we, the kings in God's family, live by. If you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, one place said one saying, another place said one word. Here it says what the scripture. According to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin. So this tells us that walking in love, loving my neighbor as myself, will mean that I don't show partiality. Will mean that I don't show favoritism. Will mean that I treat everybody alike, regardless of their sex, whether they're male or female, their age, whether they're young or old, their status, you know, whether they are the high and mighty, or they are the low and lowly. I treat everybody the same. I treat everybody the same. Amen. Now, while I'm on this, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples, right? There were the 70. There was everybody. But then he had the 70. Then uh, he also had the 12. Then even among the 12, there were the three. Then even among the three, there was one who called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. And he was the one when Jesus was dying, the one Jesus turned his mother over to and told him, look after my mother for me. He was the closest person to Jesus during his earth walk. Now, does he mean that Jesus was partial? Does he mean that Jesus showed favoritism? No. No. You know, there may be people who are somewhat closer in a sense, but we should treat everybody alike. We should love everybody alike. Now, in homes, many times, this thing about preferring one child to another, it's dangerous. I don't even compare my kids with each other. I don't say stuff like, hey, do like this one. Is that one not your brother? Is that one not your sister? Are you not born to... That's bad talk. That's bad talk. I don't compare. If uh, two of my kids have a disagreement with each other, I'm careful how I settle it. Regardless of who is right or who is not right. Sometimes in those people's minds, they don't understand that you're talking, you're talking like this because this other person is right and this person was wrong. Sometimes people read those things wrongly. So we have to be sensitive in those areas. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, well, when you get to heaven, you can go and ask Isaac and Rebecca. You know, what happened between their two children, Jacob and Esau? Or you can go and ask Jacob what happened between his own children. Or you go and ask Joseph what he suffered. Did Joseph have to go through that trouble before he got, he didn't have to. Was it God's plan that his, that his siblings should act mean and ugly to him? No, it wasn't God's plan. Yes, God still worked out his will despite the things that were worked against him. But that wasn't God's best way of him getting there. God could have taken him there some other route. You know, it's just like when you're using some of these GPS systems and you miss your turn and it says recalibrating, redirecting. You know, God is a master. At You, don't, you can't beat him there. No matter how, look, Adam messed up. He wrecked everything. He ruined everything. Then God did recalibrating and he brought another plan, the master plan. In actual fact, he knew ahead of time what was going to happen anyway. And the Bible says Jesus is the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world. So, we shouldn't show favoritism. Uh, 
Verse 9, but if you have respect to persons, you commit sin, but are convinced of the law as transgressors. He says in verse 10, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Now, the Old Testament had about 617 commandments in all. There were the 10 cardinal ones. Then there were another 607. You see, there was the moral law, but there was also the civil law that regulated how they dealt with each other. You know, uh, uh, you have a slave for six years, he serves, then the seventh year, you know, he can go free. If he says, no, I love my master, you boy hole inside his, his air, and then he stays with you forever. If he has children, the children become your own. You know, there were, there were things that regulated their life. You know, all kinds of rules, all kinds of commandments. I'm so glad that I'm in the new covenant, believe me. Ah, under the old covenant, you want to know what to do. You have to read section six, uh, article 5, subsection 8, it says this. Then you, hey, how do I act here? Oh, yeah, go and bring the code. Go and bring the code. Oh, my. 617. Huh? Oh, they very risky. But thank God we have one commandment. Isn't that awesome? And it's to love one another as he has loved us. And the thing about this commandment is that it is written in our hearts. It is written in our hearts. And we're going to talk some more about it. You know, about this love law of God's family. This love, love God's family. It says, so whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point is guilty of all. So it was an all or none. There were 617 commandments. If you obeyed 616 of them and you missed it on, the, on one of them, you were guilty of all the 617. Ah! That was difficult. I don't envy those guys. Verse 11. For he that said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and so do. Just like we said, love is expressed in words and in action. As they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. Now, verse 13 says, for he shall have judgment without mercy, that has shown no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. Mercy will always triumph over judgment. So we are to show mercy, right? Mercy rejoices over judgment. If you don't, if you are only, if you are all about just judgment, 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 you won't see mercy too when you need it. But when you sow mercy, you will reap mercy, right? So this is telling us that if you kept all the law, but you missed it in one area, you've, you've goofed all the law. But thank God we have only one commandment. And what's our commandment? Is the commandment to love one another. The commandment to love one another. And like I said, it's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. And a lot about that commandment is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. As well as the book of 1 John. Chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Now in 1 John chapter 4, I want us to look at something. Uh, as we begin to wrap up today. 1 John chapter 4. And I'll read from verse 19 to 21. It says, we love him because he first loved us. So... This tells us immediately that this whole love thing, it actually starts with God. It's because God first loved us. The reason we love him is because he first loved us. So it wasn't like we loved God first. And then because we loved God, God now loved us back. No, he's the one who started it. It was his idea from the beginning. He's the master lover. He's love personified. And the reason we love him is because he first loved us. So that immediately tells me something. That the more I can get people to see how much God loves them, the more they are going to love him back. 
If someone doesn't know that God loves him, he's going to have a hard time loving God back. And we'll soon find out that the way we love God is by loving people. So, when people have a hard time loving people, most probably they don't understand redemption like they should. They don't understand the love that God has for them like they should. We love him because he first loved us. Because he first loved us. Because he first loved us. That's why we love him. Verse 20. If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And then you know one thing about God too is this. You know God is perfect, right? He's perfect. He's not going to wrong you. He's not going to say something out of tone. He has no flaws. It's easy to love him. But it's when we start dealing with people. And you know, there are, sometimes there are people that claim to love God so much, but they are nasty to people. You know what that immediately tells me? You know, somebody can worship God, can track, you know, to go to church, can give everything. You know, remember when I read in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3, where it says, though I give my goods to feed the poor, and I give my body to be burned, and I have not love, it profits me nothing. Really? Can somebody give everything he has, and even die at the stake as a matire, and not do it out of love? The Bible says so. You can give without loving. You can. But you can't love without giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. So, this... Uh, people worshiping God, somebody can, if I really want to know whether you love God, hmm? it's not how long you pray in tongues every day, and you ought to pray in tongues, you know, and spend quality time praying in tongues, like you can actually be doing that because you love God, but you may be doing that and it's not necessarily born out of love for God. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Higgins Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you.